Welcome back to Jay Tendencies. I am your host, Jay Suave. And I am Jay Reese. And it's the day after a very sad day. The NFL is over. However, the Chiefs became a dynasty last night, winning their third Super Bowl in five years. And they're going for the three-peat next year. You have Kelsey coming back, Andy Reid coming back. How are you feeling about this, Jaden? Man, I was I was excited yesterday, man. I, I don't I hate to see a new another dynasty. We just got done with the Brady dynasty. Now we're getting into the Patrick Mahomes dynasty. But hey man, it was a good game yesterday, 25-22. If you saw the little NTTV um news rule that we had reposted on our stories. My score of 38 to 14 was a little bit off. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the Chiefs still ended up winning. Patrick Mahomes still ended up getting Super Bowl MVP. And um, before I get real deep into it, I want to ask you, how would you feel about the Super Bowl and how you feel about you know the season being over and um, that dynasty going into next season? Um, I really I, I like how it's a dynasty. I like how Mahomes has three rings now. I was kind of sick that CMC didn't get his ring, but at the same time, anytime the Panthers play the Niners, it's just like we get 50 balls <laughs> like every time. So it's like McCaffrey going there. It's like he's he's on a good team, but you even got guys like Steve Wilkes over there, and it's just like you want them to win, but at what cost, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if I would have seen the Panthers post, congratulations, Christian McCaffrey on winning a Super Bowl, I would have been like, our team sucks. We have, like, no respect. You feel me? But like, yeah, I feel you. Like, like literally, that, that's literally, like, if your team posted winning a Super Bowl for another team, you're literally congratulating them while you're sitting on the couch. You know? Thanks. But um, I was, I was excited for Mahomes. I won't say that I, like, really wanted anyone to win because I really didn't care. But I was just hoping for a good game, which it was. Mahomes was 34 for 46, 333 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. And getting the clutch first downs at the end. Don't forget the, fourth... don't forget the 66 rushing, 7.3 yards a carry for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. The Off leading rusher. Too. The <laughs> leading years. rusher for the Kansas City Chiefs. And he got the fourth and one conversion to keep the drive alive, yo. And the third and sixth that happened before that, they, I think the 49ers brought like seven guys mm-hmm. and it looked bad in the backfield and somehow they got the first down. But just speaking on that, Mahomes has three Super Bowl wins, three Super Bowl MVPs. Are we in the midst of this GOAT combo for Mahomes, Jaden? Obviously, we are. What's it called? Patrick Mahomes, people were saying that he was in the GOAT conversation before this even happened. So this just cemented himself deeper in the GOAT conversation. And now, if you, there was really a question between one and two, it's definitely now you know it's Brady and Mahomes. Because Mahomes, three Super Bowls, three Super Bowl MVPs, all before the age of 30. Think about it. Think about if he was able to play as long as Brady. Like if he's down 45 years old and still in the league, he's slinging the rock. Imagine Mahomes how many coming back at 38 years old for ring eight. <laughs> exactly. Like if Patrick Mahomes stays on this trajectory for the rest of his career and plays just as long as Brady did till he's 45, which it could happen, but maybe not just because Patrick Mahomes is a little bit more mobile and that's a little bit more um, taxing on your body than what Brady did. But Brady did play against big hitters. You know what I'm saying? We have big hitters mm-hmm. in the league now. But not compared to when Brady was in the league back when he was starting out because them boys were taking heads off. Yeah. But um 
I think Patrick Mahomes, if, give us another two, three years, and we'll have that conversation. That conversation will be even more in-depth about, um, yeah. yeah, Mahomes is the MVP or Brady's the MVP. But, um, yeah, I thought Patrick Mahomes played really well. You know, it was a little rocky at first, you know, because he was – it was like looking like the Tampa Bay Super Bowl because um, Patrick Mahomes was evading the pocket, leaving the pocket way too quickly. But – and the 49ers did a really good job of containing him because they made sure that the um, contains really stayed as contains so Patrick Mahomes couldn't roll out like he wanted to. And he Patrick Mahomes wasn't trying to step up in the pocket like he normally does. He was, He felt uncomfortable. And that was a really good game plan. But, you know, like any good team, they're able to adjust in the second half. Patrick Mahomes went off. Um, Brock Purdy, 255 yards, one touchdown on the game. Um, no interceptions. But, you know, it wasn't a crazy game. But he did he didn't do play bad at all. What do you have to what do you think about Brock Purdy and how he played um last night? I mean, I just thought he played like a game manager, you know? <clears throat> shout out shout out Cam Newton. Y'all, they questioned that man, the former clean, MVP. Clean sweep, clean sweep. These boys, Dak, Purdy, Tua, game managers. Cam was right. Mahomes MVP, bro. Like, come on, bro. I mean, I, I'm not gonna say Purdy played bad, but it was game managing. You only yeah. lost by three. It's not like you would have won your team the game, but you also didn't lose your team mm. the game. So. Yeah. Just like Cam said, but he's he's a, he's a he's a slightly better Jimmy G. <laughs> but I think uh, he's a bit better. But speaking of the Forty ers the title win. It seems like the title window is kind of closing for them. Do you think they should be worried or what? I think so, just because how much money they're throwing out there. Because you know you have the best running back in the league. You were paying um Debo Samuel top. I think he's getting paid top ten receiver money. And you're going to be paying Brandon Ayuk that pretty soon because Brandon Ayuk's going to, his contract's going to expire and he's a better wide receiver than Debo Samuel. So I think he should get more money than Debo. Um, George Kittle, a top tight end in the league. He's going to get money. Fred Warner, top money. Nick Bosa's getting top money. And then that's how you lose a lot of key pieces like Dre Greenlaw. Unfortunately, um, he got hurt in the in the first half. Oh, that looks so bad. Not, didn't he didn't, so he wasn't even was in the game. Yet. Yeah, he was running onto the field, which is really unfortunate. I've never seen an injury like that happen before in my life. Freak so, accident. Yeah, I feel real bad for him because I know he's beating himself up right now, wishing he was able to play because he would have made a big difference because he was an all-pro linebacker and he was probably going to guard Kelsey the rest of the game. But he's going to be a free agent. Chase Young, he's going to be a free agent. Um, and you have more free agents um, across the board. So I think your window is definitely closing right now. And this was probably your best chance to win that bowl because then once Purdy contract expires, you're going to lose even more pieces because you're going to have to think, am I going to pay Purdy all this money to be their quarterback for the for, for the foreseeable future? Or are we going to let Purdy go so we can keep some of these other pieces? Because once Purdy gets that money, because right now he's on the very minimum because he was the last pick in the draft. Yeah. So, like, you could have lucked better, lucked more into it, right? So um, it should be an interesting thing to see in the next couple of years. Also, these players are all aging. You know, you saw um, they didn't get hit with injury bug during the season, but you saw those injuries start piling up in the Super Bowl. And I'm afraid it's going to happen throughout the rest of the um, these guys' career because they're just not not hoping they do it. But I'm just saying because they're getting older and older. And when and Debo's already had a track record of getting hurt. And I'm afraid he's going to, you know, continue to get hurt going forward just because he's getting older and older and that just happens when you get older. So what do you think about that, Jalen? I think the title window is closing for him. 
I just think <clears throat> I just think whenever you have all these guys that you do have to pay, we've seen it with our teams before. And whenever my team in the Super Bowl, our team wasn't even that great. It was our defense and like our quarterback. But whenever you see teams like that, like basically super teams, you just see them like kind of disassemble. And then you'll be like, yeah, this team is good. Like whenever the Rams won the Super Bowl, everyone got injured and they went five and 12. You mm-hmm. know, it's just bad. Like whenever you see stuff like that happen, you start to make moves on guys, you get new players, you see them do good, you just switches the whole depth chart. So I think the 49ers should be worried. Hey, I wanted to talk about real quick about some studs that were out there on the Chiefs defense, right? Because yes, they were able to hold Debo Samuel to three receptions, 33 yards. George Kittle, two receptions, four yards. And Brandon Ayuk, three receptions, 49 yards. <clears throat> and you know who really stood out to me? To these two players. First off, we have Chris Jones. Four tackles, two quarterback hits. Doesn't seem like a lot, but if you're watching the game, Chris Jones' impact on the game was just yeah. indescribable. <clears throat> like, bro had so many pressures on Brock Purdy, and bro was just there in his face whenever the moment needed it. And you saw him in the last third and four in the red zone. Like, Chris, the first person there was Chris Jones, and that forced Brock Purdy to throw a bad pass, and then they had to settle for three, and then, you know, the rest when Patrick Mahomes went down the field and scored a touchdown on the next drive. So Chris Jones' impact on the game was just indescribable. And the other guy I want to talk about is Trent McDuffie. Three that tackles, boy. three pass deflections, and two quarterback hits. And he had that one holding call in the overtime period, which, you know, it it happens, you know, to the best of them. But Trent McDuffie is a stud. He's a star to watch out for on the rise because I've heard his name throughout the season, but I never really, you know, looked too deep into it. But watching mm-hmm. him, in, especially in the playoffs and watching him in the Super Bowl, that guy is going to be a stud. And with Jarius yeah. need leaving, He's going to be taking over a big spot as that number one cornerback. He's going to be following those number one receivers. And I think he has the capabilities to do that really well. What do you think? Most definitely, he was a dog. And um, they had him. It was like one of the last plays of the game, well, for the 49ers at least. And <clears throat> so Brock Brady lo- looked at Trent, right? Mm-hmm. Trent is backing up. And then Brady looks back to the center, snaps the ball. And as soon as Brady looks back to the center – he dashes to the um, – he starts blitzing. And Brady ain't see him at all, and that's how he got the QB hit. And I'm like, this guy, Trent McDuffie's a And he dog. deflected that pass on the play. Yes, bro. Mm-hmm. It was insane. But it, even you, – you saw um, Chris Jones throwing for a first one there. And y'all know I'm a big trenches guy. So, like, whenever defensive tackles are getting there every play, disrupting quarterback play every single time, gets frustrating for him. And it's just one of it's DT is one of the most important positions you can have on the field, and Chris Jones being top two, top three at his position is big for this team. All right, so. and before we go over to the next topic, I want to talk about two more studs. First off, Travis Kelsey in the Taylor Swift Bowl had nine receptions, ninety three yards. Couldn't give me that touchdown for my prize picks, bit. I'm but, saying, um, but that was still a great. Y- um, game by Kelsey after all that drama in the first half. You seen him yelling at Andy Reid, which my parent, my mom was tripping like, "Oh, why would he do that? What a horrible person!" Like, like he didn't mean to knock him over. He was just yelling at his coach. Like players do that all the time, especially in the Super Bowl. The fr- the tension's high. He wants to get involved. He knows he's one of the best players in the league. He's what he's a second best player on the team. He he knows he wants to get. He needs to get involved in that moment. And then once he started getting involved in the second half. Like, bro had – because he only had one reception for one yard in the first half. 
Yeah. And bro came out and got eight receptions and 92 yards in the second half. <laughs> like, that's a difference Travis Kelsey can make on the game. And on the other side of the team um, ball, we have Christian McCaffrey, your boy. He had 80 rushing yards on 22 carries, 80 uh, receiving yards, eight receptions, and one receiving touchdown. And that boy was going insane. But, you know, they were doing a really good job. The Kansas City Chiefs were doing a good job at limiting his big plays in the run game. Like 22 um, carries and 80 rushing yards. That's still 80 rushing yards, still a lot. But that's really good for from the defense. That's 3.6 yards a carry. Um, what do you think about those two guys in the Super Bowl, Jalen? CMC, I was wishing he got two touchdowns for my parlay. Oh, me but, too. Uh, I hope you had the same bets. <laughs> but um, I definitely enjoyed watching him in the Super Bowl. But just because CMC is one of the strongest backs in the league, like watching him trying to carry that whole defense is just like a sight to see. Because he's like 5'11", I'll say like 215 at most, I think. Bro's a GQ model. <laughs> literally. But um, I'm watching him. I'm like, this is good to see. Travis Kelsey getting, getting on Andy Reid, telling me, give me the ball. <laughs> he's saying how much he loves Andy Reid. But um, that was definitely a sight to see, too, bro. Just glad that he came back out, helped win this game for him. And I was even thinking yesterday, like, even with this Kansas City defense, all these guys are young, too. Like, <laughs> like you, you got George Carroll left this, Nick Bolton. Trent McDuffie, and there's someone else. And they, bro, you even got Rashi Rice on offense, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, these kids, these guys have one ring for Rashi Rice. The other guys won two Super Bowls their first two years. Mm -hmm. That's insane to think about. Isaiah Pacheco, too. And think about Chris Jones. Chris Jones is still pretty young, too, because he won his, when he was still a young DT in the league, he got his first ring on that first Super Bowl with um, against the Niners. Bro, played through his contract. And his, a surprise, um, not surprising, the last year of his contract, he goes and beats the team he won his very first ring against. You know, um, so that's a good thing for Chris Jones to go into the contract negotiations. And think about this. The Chiefs did this without, like, we, we, we've been saying it all year, a really bad receiving core, right? They went out there wanted with a really not great receiving core. Um, the 49ers' best player, Kadarius Tony was at home watching the game because Kadarius Tony has two rings. Is he is he a Hall of Famer? <laughs> Hall of Fame, bro. Just, <laughs> just haul him right now. But um, yeah, like think about that. Their receiver core is like was one of the worst, not one of the worst, but one of the least impactful this whole season. And they were able to win a Super Bowl with this. Imagine next year if they go out and get some pieces. Like we've seen it before the trade deadline during the regular season. Like, what if they went out and got Mike Evans? Like, imagine that being said, that being said like they're gonna three peat and I'm gonna I'm gonna cry my eyes out. Bro, Bryce Young gonna handle that. Bryce Young gonna handle that. Come on. Bro, y'all about to lose in Brazil week one. <laughs> so we aren't going to Brazil, bro. bro if here? we go to Brazil week one, Bryce is winning. Easy work. Easy work. We're not we're not losing to no model, bro. Bro, gonna lose to the best looking quarterback in the league. Pause. My bad, my bad. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, the only last thing I want to say about that game was um 49ers, y'all was talking trash all season. Y'all beat us in the regular season. Thought that was thought that was it. Thought, oh, we're in the Super Bowl. We're gonna show the Eagles how you beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And y'all lost on the same play that they beat the Eagles with. 
two times. They ran it on us two times last year. They ran it on y'all on the last play of the game. Bro, it brought a tear to my eye. It was a tear of joy. I was like, Patrick Mahomes, thank you for shutting these fans up. Then you see people, you see the 49ers fans arguing with other people right after the game ended. Like, bro, I love it. The team's collapsing. The downfall. I love it. I'm telling you, bro, that window is closing. But going into our next topic, we saw NFL honors this past Thursday. You've seen some guys who were deserving of their awards, maybe some guys who were, weren't so deserving of their awards. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to start off with the MVP, Big Trez, Lamar Jackson. And at least I said this. I knew he was going to win MVP. I said he should win MVP whenever Dak was the front runner. Actually, Jalen Hurts was the front runner at that time. Just wanted to say that. Just, just wanted to say that. Jalen Hurts was the front runner at that time, but um, anyways, anyways, <laughs> who is Jalen Hurts? No, but um, <laughs> uh, I knew he was gonna win MVP, and it seemed like before, like it happened, everyone was on board for him to win MVP, but whenever it actually happened, people didn't seem as like welcoming. They were like, "Well, what about this? Like he only had twenty four touchdowns and." 3,000 yards passing, basically. But it was like, people weren't saying this whenever he just went out there and beat, what's it called, like 10 teams over 500 Mm -hmm. this year. So I I, I guess I really don't understand, but like most people that I saw who did it though, all the the same type of people who were in favor of Josh Allen winning it. (laughs) Like, come on now. Man, Josh Allen, that one guy that voted for Josh Allen, Ruined yes. Lamar Jackson being the first um two-time unanimous MVP. And like I don't like I understand why, but bro, in that situation, you just gotta vote for Lamar Jackson. You just gotta He's just a hater, bro. He's just a hater. But um yeah, Lamar Jackson deserved that award. Whoever's saying otherwise is absolutely crazy. Lamar Jackson a stud through the air on the ground. And um it's just it's a shame how he went out, you know, in the playoffs with the six running back carries and them not playing their game. But you can't take uh, you can't take away from the fact that Lamar played outstanding all season. He had some down games, but really all quarterbacks did. It was not really a great year for quarterbacks this year, and Lamar won that award for a reason. He was the best quarterback playing the game until the playoffs, because then Patrick Mahomes woke up and said, you know, I'm gonna do my thing. But um. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, that award's totally deserving. I don't think anyone else could have deserved, uh, really deserved it other than Lamar. Maybe the only other person would have been the Offensive Player of the Year, which was Christian McCaffrey, your boy, and um, Super Bowl loser, you know. But <laughs> but Christian McCaffrey, that award was really deserving. But you know, you could say make a case that Tyreek Hill should have won the award just because he was so close to that two thousand yard receiving season, but you know he didn't get it. And Christian McCaffrey, I think, he was just more impactful to his team. So I think Offensive Player of the Year is really deserving because he was really in talks and he really could have won MVP. Um, but I want to say one more thing about a snub. Not that they should have won the award, but they weren't even in consideration for the award. And not talking about A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown wasn't in consideration for the award at all, which is crazy to me. I mean, um, he had a record-breaking season this year with the six games over 125 receiving yards. I'm like, bro, like, you're not going to consider him? I understand why he didn't win. I didn't think he was going to win at all, 
right? I knew Christian McCaffrey was going to win the award. But you have to consider this man, right? You have to consider this man. But, um, yeah, what do you think about the offense whether you're gelling? Yeah, bro. I mean, for me, y'all even know I was rooting for my boy to win it. 21 touchdowns on the year. Didn't lead because you got guys like Raheem Mostert getting the ball. And um, other than that, led the league in scrimmage yards and basically led his team to the one seed. This team wouldn't be the one seed without Christian McCaffrey. And it's just one of those things where he's just the difference maker on the team. There was no other choice. And he was in MVP talks. And if you're if you're in MVP talks and you're not winning MVP, you better win another award. Um, I'm um, going to go ahead. What? No, go ahead. Go yes. ahead. Yeah. So we're going to switch up to Defensive Player of the Year, Miles Garrett. Before I spread my knowledge on this, I think we have different opinions. But I'll go ahead and let you speak your truth. Right, this is why I wanted to win the award. Like I, we said it in the mid-season thing. This is the this is um the first guy that I got right on the awards. One out of two, because I got two out of six right on guesses. So um keep me away from Vegas. But Miles mm-hmm. <laughs> Garrett, forty-two tackles, fourteen sacks, four forced fumbles, thirty-seven pressures, thirty quarterback hits, and seventeen tackle for losses. And it's about time Miles Garrett won the award. You know, Miles Garrett's been a stud ever since he got in the league, and he's always in consideration for this award. And Michael Parsons even said it after the fact. You know, Miles Garrett, his impact on the game is, you know, you can't see it all on the stat sheet, right? He's taking triple teams, double teams, all that, and then allowing other people to get to the quarterback. But just Miles Garrett, when he's on the field, you've seen the clip when he's going back and forth across the line of scrimmage. And you have the tight end following him wherever he goes so he could get the double so he can block him. And they had to call a timeout because they they couldn't get his set in time. Um, that's just Miles Garrett's impact on the game, right? You have to double team him or he's gonna get to the sack really easily. Bro was a bro was a freaking monster. You seen him without his shirt on. Like bro was bro was just a beast. Bro can vert dunk straight up. Like bro is just a complete beast, man. And I think I know who you're gonna talk about. Um, in regards to this award and Miles Garrett and all that. So I'm going to let you go ahead and do your thing. Yeah. Um, I won't necessarily say that – I won't necessarily say that he got snubbed, but I do think that T.J. Watt did get snubbed from this award. This is the second time it's happened since 2020, whenever Aaron Donald won it. And I get the argument, all the advanced analytics – Who's getting double team more? Who's getting triple team more? But then at the same time, stats also don't lie. And I get all the double team pressures, percentages, all that. But that's basically saying that TJ Watt doesn't have an effect on the game either. Just because mm-hmm. they don't double team TJ Watt or triple team TJ Watt, that's not TJ Watt's fault. He's going to have more tackles, assists, and sacks than Miles Garrett this year. And I gave that's like a smokescreen. But you even got passes defended, interceptions. It's just I just feel like he did better. Sixty-eight tackles, nineteen sacks, four forced fumbles, one interception, fifty-three pressures, thirty-nine quarterback hits, and nineteen tackle for losses. 
literally a monster, bro. He TJ Watt should really have won this award three times by now, and he only has one, which is last year. But really, I thought he had like two. Whoa, he's only won once. That's that's actually crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> that's insane. I, I, I thought he won like at least twice. That's crazy. But yeah, and that's gonna bring us into our rookies of the league. The Texans had a complete sweep, which means they got their picks right during the draft. They got C.J. Stroud winning Offensive Rookie of the Year and Will Anderson winning Defensive Rookie of the Year. And Will Anderson came alive at the end of the season, finishing with 45 tackles, seven sacks. C.J. Stroud, 4,108 yards, 23 touchdowns, and five picks. I give the only challenge to C.J. Stroud was Puka Nakua, but I don't think Pugin got snubbed or anything. It was just these awards are like QB awards. So like it was bad. But honestly, I think CJ deserved it more. They're just two great players that brought up their teams this year. Yeah, same thing you said, man. CJ Stroud had an incredible season. It was so did Puka. Puka Nakua had the best rookie wide receiving um season as a as a uh, player of all time, right? Bro broke the record. Four receptions and yards in his um season for a rookie, and that's just great. That that's incredibly hard to do, you know. All first off, praise the Matt Stafford giving him that rock. Any any receiver, their best friend is a uh, Matt Stafford when they're playing for him. You know, Kenny Galladay, Calvin Johnson. Even though Calvin Johnson was just a stud, regardless. Um, Cooper Cup, and now Puka Nakua. You know, um, you you could say it was because of. Um, Matt Stafford, why Pukunukua had such a great season. But at the same time, give respect to Pukunukua. Bro was out there making tough catches. Bro was out there having running great routes. So um, I really think it was up in the air. And um, we were talking about this earlier this um in the week that I think that they should have split the award. You know, because they've done that before. So both um um CJ Shroud. And Pugnukua should have won the award, but you also made a great point when we said this earlier in the week. Was talking about Justin Jefferson and um, Justin Herbert, how if any other season they should have split an award, should have been that season. That should have been another season where they should have split the award. But I just think it's unfair that Pugnukua is not going home with any hardware after having a record-breaking season. Yeah. <clears throat> so I really think that 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 was in my head. It was one of the reasons why I think it's a snub. I'm not saying that CJ Stroud didn't deserve it, but I also think Pugnukua deserved it as equally as much. I don't think it's fair that only he got the award. I really think this was one of the situations where they should have split the award. Most definitely. And that's going to bring us into Comeback Player of the Year. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Into... My bad, my bad. I thought we were going to talk a little bit more about um, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Cause yeah, let's do it. I want to talk about my boy, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter, bro. I'm not going to lie. Okay, real, first of all, let me say, Will Anderson also had a really good season, and he – um. In, mo- in most of the stats, Jalen, uh, not Jalen Carter, Will Anderson had beat him by like one or two like tackles or whatnot. So right here, looking at the stats, Will Anderson, 34 tackles, seven sacks, 64 pressures, 22 QB hits, 10 forced fumbles. Jalen Carter, 33 tackles, six sacks, two forced fumbles, eight tackle for losses, 47 pressures, and nine quarterback hits. So first off, Jalen Carter had more turnovers than Will Anderson, but... um. I get it. It's uh, Will Anderson had a rough first half of the season, but had a great second half of the season when playoff when um voting started. Jalen Carter had a really great first half of the season. It really dropped off during the second half, 
And um, I'm not saying Will Anderson deserve it. You know, the Eagles fan in me had to bring out Jalen Carter, give him some respect, be like, hey, he should have won that award, man. I should have go back, do a recount, um, um, voter fraud. But, yeah, that's all I have to say about that situation. That's all I have to say about that situation. Just trying to get that off my chest real quick. But, yeah, even even with that, even with that, I even – I was more of a fan of Kobe Turner than Jalen Carter this year, at least. And at one point in the league, Kobe Turner was up 27 tackles, six more quarterback hits, and three more sacks than Jalen Carter, too. But it, And I get that you have Aaron Donald on your side, so it helps you out just a little bit. But with the Eagles defensive line, that's a good defensive line, too. But whenever you just fall off that whole second half of the season – you got guys like Will Anderson jumping up and jumping up and climbing. Because Will Anderson was injured at one point, too. But you guys like that, you're definitely not going to win at the end. Because no one's going to remember those first. Well, you'll remember the games, but not as much as how you finish. Yeah. It's always how you finish. Because how you finish, especially when, towards the end, that's when voting starts happening. And people are going to think of the what recently happened more than, you know, what happened two months ago in the beginning of the season. You feel me? Yeah. And that will get us into the comeback player of the year. Who really deserved this one has been skeptical over the past couple days since Thursday. Um, Joe Flacco ended up winning this award. For me, it was just whoever the NFL chose to win, I was cool with it. Because mm. if it was DeMar Hamlin, of course, he basically died on the field. Mm-hmm. And came back to life and is out there playing football again, yeah. which is incredible. Went out there and played pro football against the best players in the world. That's impressive, especially going through something like that. Mm-hmm. Not people, not many people can say that they did that. Be, no one can say they did that. Literally, to be able to come back and say that, that definitely got to be comeback player of the year. But Joe Flacco coming back, we were talking about this man in like week fourteen, talking about how this man is a stud <laughs> for the Browns. And just the last couple of years, he wasn't even like for real playing. He was on the Jets with Zach Wilson, really not doing much. Bro was on the Eagles brought... for three games, and then got traded yeah. back to the Jets. But he brought life to this Browns team. And whenever they were in a time of need, a time of hope, he brought it to that team, which is why I can see him winning comeback player of the year. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't really have any objection to this award. But I saw someone make a good point, just like how the NBA has the most improved player of the year. They should at least add that award in there, too. So people like Joe Flacco and Baker Mayfield could go up for that award, like most improved player, because, you know, they were on the like they weren't on doing good um previously. And they had a resurgence and, you know, they came back to life. So you could have Baker Mayfield and Joe Flacco over there fighting for that most improved player award. And then have the comeback player of the year award for the people that go through like real bad injuries and stuff like that, like the Lamar Hamlin situation, like he saw with Alex Smith, who had that horrible knee injury and he won that award. So I think the I think going forward they should try to implement um uh, most improved player of the year award. I think that will really help clear up a lot of the discussion and controversy surrounding this award. You know, going forward, yeah. and then um it's just a more it's just another award you know to go out there and strive for. Most definitely. And I got one one more guy for the honors. Coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski. 
And there was really no like debate with this. Well, I'll say there was because you got the Ravens, Harbaugh winning thirty. What well, was they won thirteen games mm-hmm. this year? I was I was a big fan of Stefanski, just because at one point in the season it looked it looked like they had no hope. They lost Watson, they lost Dorian Thompson. Didn't look good at all. People people on their offense were getting injured. They lost Chubb, and they still managed to win what? They also won 12 I games, correct? Game. I thought it was 10. <clears throat> was it? I think I thought they won more than 10. Yeah, I think it might have been 11 or 12. You're right. But it seemed looking like that kind of depleted at your best positions, and you're able to still make the playoffs. It didn't work too well against the Texans. But Kevin Stefanski is definitely the best coach in the league, I think. As of right now, taking a team like that mm-hmm. to the playoffs, I think is really impressive. I think this is the one award that we really have um, a real difference in opinion on, you know, because I think that Demeco Ryan got snubbed just because this team was really battling for the number one spot last year, number one pick, right? They, they and then Lovey Smith had them win the last game, and then um, they ended up getting the number two pick, which they got their new quarterback yeah. with. And then I just think that he should have won the award, right? They were one of the worst teams in the league last year. They really were the worst team in the league last year, but um, they decided to win that last game so they wouldn't get the number one pick, which ended up working out for them. Then you get Demeco Ryan come in and turn this probably franchise who no one thought would be good so fast. And be able to take them into the playoffs to to win the division. First off, they won the division, and then they got a home playoff game. And then they were um like that's just unheard of, right? Like that's not something you think would happen in the first year of a rebuild, but that's exactly what happened. So I think Demeco Ryan does a lot of credit for what he's did, done over there in Houston. He changed the culture, and um I just think it's incredible what's happened. That's what Dave Canales is gonna be next year, baby. Come on now. Why are you looking like that? <laughs> Switching over to NBA news, the Celtics are the first team to get 40 wins this season. The boys are up right now. They're 41 and 12. And Jason Tatum actually just got put as number five in the MVP rankings. I'm excited for that because he, I don't even think he's been in like the race, but it hasn't been like anything crazy all year. I think but, he, was, he, was, he was five when we talked about it last week. Yeah. Averaging 27 a game, eight and a half boards, four and a half assists. Just locked in. He finna get up That's there. That's it? That's it? Hey, where's Jimmy? Jimmy's hurt, bro. He's dealing where's with Jimmy? some family stuff. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that's my bad. But um, uh, other guys, you got Luca at number four, Giannis at number three, Shy at number two insane season he's having then Jokic at number one who else were we really expecting Jokic I'm, I'm hoping what's the call wins it um shy I think that'd be really that'd be a really nice change of pace you know yeah but Jokic is gonna mess around average a triple double he's only one, man's is only one assist away I know yeah bro and then other than that the Spurs are playing right now, and, he, and Wemby has a triple-double with blocks. So that's pretty insane. That's a bad a, man right there. A very, very bad man. Anything NBA-worthy you want to talk about, Jaden? Yes, sir. As we know, last week, the NBA tread deadline came and went. And with that, 
we got some interesting moves. Nothing really crazy happened this trade deadline because a lot of the crazy trade, like the really good trades happened early in the year with like with the James Harden, the Terry Rozier for me. Um, so it's just been like a lot of role players getting moved around and stuff. But some of these are like really good uh, additions to the teams that they're going to, just like the Knicks. The Knicks are looking kind of scary now because, you know, they got R.J. Barrett earlier in the mm. season. And now they just got Bojan Bogdanovic and Alex Burks, and uh, R.J. Barrett's what's it called, Raptor, bro? And R.J. Barrett, uh, who the, I'm, I'm probably, OG and any uh, I can't say is that I can never OG say his last name. Yeah, him, bro. Yeah. But um, that Knicks team is like really scary. You know, if anyone's gonna give any trouble to the Celtics, it's gonna be the 76ers and it's gonna be the New York Knicks. You know, so. I would say the Miami Heat, but I don't know how we're playing right now. We're a little on and off. But um, we'll worry about that later. You feel me? We have Patrick Beverly going to the Bucks. You know, a little, little feud with Dame, but, you know, they squashed that because, you know, obviously you can't be having that feud, that beef when y'all playing together. P.J. Washington, Washington to the Mavs and Grant Williams and Seth Curry to the Hornets. I was surprised that they dealt Grant Williams. Because they just signed him, and I didn't think he was playing bad or anything like that. But I heard it was a team chemistry issue. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens if they play again this season. Let's see, I want to see the the tensions. I want to see the tensions. I want to see the feuds. I want to see the beefs. Loki, I need the NBA to get back to what it was, bro. And then um, Seth Curry wearing his dad's number in um, Charlotte. You know. Still not his favorite son because Steph's still in the league. <laughs> That's crazy. But, but you know, I like Seth Curry. Seth Curry is a really good role player. He he's not he's not as um because as a shooter as his brother, but he can still offer you really good spot up shots when you need him to um hit them. You know, and I like him for a minute. Speaking of Steph, the shot he hit with um oh the the, the, the other like night the turnaround on a bad pass, bro. Yes, no dribbles, bro. turned around deep three. In between two people, butter like this man, he's insane. And to think this team is like five hundred right now, <laughs> like that's insane to think about. the The Suns really gotta run for their money. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the Suns, I forgot they they dealt some people, and I saw Utah Watanabe went to. Um, I think he went to the Pistons or some. I think he, I know he went to a bad team. But the Suns traded away um some depth to get some solid role players, I know. Excuse me. Dennis Schroeder went to the Nets. Dinwiddie, um, he went to the Houston and then he got waived. And then Dinwiddie is now going to the Los Angeles Lakers to try to help LeBron and the Lakers get back on track. Because, you know, they're still moving in an upward um, trajectory right now after having that mean slump they had. Uh, last month or a couple months ago, you know, in December, January, they're trying to get back up by acquiring the worst <laughs> dude with the field goal, the guy with the worst field goal percentage. Hey, hopefully he's able to bring something to that team. You know, um, whatever they're missing, maybe some defense, but you know, we'll see what happens at, in a in the next few games as he gets used to the team and whatnot. You got Gordon Hayward to the Thunder, pretty pretty good shooter. You know, really good shooter. From the perimeter, going to the Thunder, who's already a really good team right now. Who are is in the? I think it's a four-way. Isn't it a four-way tie right now in the West between the Thunder, 
the Clippers, Wolves. Yeah, it's like Thunder, Clippers, um, Wolves, and this and, and it's Nuggets. Nuggets, yeah, yeah. So they're just building onto that team with um with playoff aspirations, title aspirations. You saw the bet I sent you earlier. Some dude could win a million dollars this year as long as the Thunder um win win the finals, That's or you get twenty one thousand. He get twenty one thousand dollars right now if he takes the um money. He takes his money out. Cash out I right just, now. I would just cash out. Seriously. I'm letting it ride. I'm already this far in it. I'm invested. <laughs> I'm letting it ride. Bro. All my bets hit yesterday. Trust me. Bro, that's a low key. That could hit, but it won't. <laughs> Bro, but look, 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 look. I think because he put he put a hundred dollars down on it, right? Like, yeah, yeah, he'll win twenty one. He could win um twenty one thousand dollars right now. You know. It's whatever, but bro has like 1.7 mil on the line. Jay, I'm I'm risking it at all, bro. Off a hundred dollar bet, I'm risking look, it all. Look, you hundred dollars. You you've been you've been doing it for that long because he bet on the Rangers to win the championship mm-hmm. too. So he probably exactly. put that bet down a minute ago. It was the Texans, Chiefs, and the Thunder. So I'm letting it ride. <laughs> I'm letting it ride. That's still insane, I'm, though. I'm full sending it. That's insane, my God. I, I would probably cash out. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Actually, bro, that, I'd wait till I'd wait till playoffs to cash out. Yeah, that's an issue between you and me, bro. I'm letting it ride the whole way. <laughs> if I lose, I lose. But I'm not gonna lose. <laughs> that I'm bet is definitely lose. going to lose. Nah. But, yeah. but um, what else? Last one we have right here is Buddy Healed. Going to the 76ers in a trade, and Kyle Lowry is also going to the 76ers off of a buyout from the Hornets. So Kyle Lowry coming back to the to the um East. And you know, now we have to face him probably in the playoffs going against the Heat. And if he goes crazy against us, I'm gonna be very upset. He will, bro. Trust. Bro, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> bro, what makes me mad is that like between like the eighth seed, mm-hmm. eighth, ninth, and tenth, it's always like the Bulls and the Hawks, bro. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and like last year, wasn't it? It was y'all, Bulls, and the Hawks, and like the Raptors or something, bro. It's always y'all. Yeah. It's always those teams, bro. It makes me so mad. Like, be better. Be better as a team, bro. Where's Jim? I'm almost like talking crap about Jimmy again. <laughs> Where's Bam at, bro? Like, come on, now. bro. Bam's playing good. Bam's Bam. I will talk about Bam in the next topic. Yeah, bro. And getting into that, it is going to be y'all have seen this past week all star selections. We are back to East versus West, and on the team East, we have Giannis and Bead. I don't know if he's gonna play. We have Tyrese Halliburton, Damian Lillard, and Jason Tatum, my dog, and on Team West. We have LeBron, Jokic, Luka, Kevin Durant, and Shai Gilgis Alexander. I'm thinking West sweeps these boys. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, West has is deep. I'm not gonna lie. They have most of the studs, most of the young players coming off the bench, and they have um not most of the they have they have a lot of the good young players in the West. And then off the bench, you have Curry, PG, Kawhi. You know, like that's just crazy. Like, look at the look at the reserves on the West. You have Devin Booker, Curry, AD, Ant, PG, Kawhi, and Cat. Then the reserves for the East. You have Bam, Paolo, Scotty, Jalen Brown, Brunson, 
um, Maxi, Donovan Mitchell, and Trey Young. Like, like I'm not gonna lie. I like the I like the how the East is looking right now, but the West is just crazy stacked, you know. And then that's just how it is. Like that's just like the um, what's it called? It's like the NFL. The AFC is way more stacked than the NFC. You could like the NFC however however much you want, but the West is just the West is just stacked stacked right now, you know. Yeah, bro. For you. Do you feel as if anyone got left out of these games? I think the selections are pretty good how they are, but the only ones that I could say is I think Dame should like Dame should be an All Star. I don't think he should be a starter. I think that really should have went to uh, Maxi or Brunson, just because I think right now Dame's not playing. Uh, he's getting better, you know. Every after he got you know used to playing with the Bucks, but you know he's still not playing as good as he was when he was in Portland. And I think this was probably the worst year for him to be a starter. But at the same time, like the the guards in the East are really good, but he is one of the best, most um the premier guard in the East now. Ever since he got traded over there. So I can't be too mad. I'm not saying he because he's because he was gonna be all star no matter what. It's just whether or not he should be starting. That's what a lot of discourse I've been seeing, and I I I agree that either Brunson or Maxi should could have got the start because they've been having really great phenomenal years. Um, the only snubs I really seen really um was Harden, Sabonis, and the Aaron Fox. The fact that neither Sabonis or Fox got in the All Star game is crazy. But you still look. But if you look at the um, reserves and who's on the team. You can really see why they're not on there because that reserves list is stacked. The only player that I don't think should have made it is Cat, because I'm a cat hater. <laughs> but um, what do you think, Jay? Yeah, bro. For me, I thought I thought the West was completely fine because the West mm-hmm. was just stacked. It's like who else would you really put there? I get the with the Aaron Fox thing, and you got you got Fox going. Shooting thirty eight percent from the three this year, twenty seven points per game, around averaging around six assists per game. You have what's his face, um, Sabonis, almost leading the league. I think he is actually leading the league in rebounds right now, and almost averaging a triple double too. Now that I'm thinking about it, shooting sixty two percent from the field, which is insanely good, almost seventy percent, leads the league in double doubles and has played in every single game. So. I I put him in I'm, there I'm, cat. Huh? I put him in there over <laughs> exactly. the cat. And I've said this before, the best ability is availability. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think for the West, I think Sabonis should have been in there. I don't think I'm like too crazy for Fox. Um Harden. I get it. Um when that the Clippers offense literally goes to the moon whenever he's on the court. Mm-hmm. And shooting What's it called? His three point percentage is forty one percent right now, going crazy for this squad. They're tied for first seed. Playing yeah, I think one of the reasons why he's not an all star is probably because his slow start to the year to get acclimated to the Clippers when he first got traded. Mm. Like that, that's that's probably a big reason for it. But you can't deny that man's a baller. You know, he's out there hooping right now. Not for real. And then one more guy from the West. I have Jamal Murray. I, I don't really have like. A true pure reason on why he should be there. I understand it's been, why it's been like so long, and the only time he got voted into an All Star game was the year he tore his ACL. And um, what was it? He he's been in the league for eight seasons, so and he's still never been in an All Star game. I think the longest other guys like Mike Conley, he hasn't been in All Star. He didn't get to All Star game until like year fourteen, and he went in for a guy who was injured. <laughs> 
So it was crazy. But from the East, uh, I'm going to be biased. But even though, like, it wouldn't happen, Derek White has been playing lights out all season. Don't look at me like that, Jaden. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Derek White has been nice. But if there, if someone were to literally give me a coin or, like, give me a choice between Jalen Brown and Derek White, I'm going to choose Jalen Brown. So I'm not going to say it was, like, crazy, but it would be cool to see Derek White. If you had to remove anyone for Derek White, who would you remove from the – from the east, mm-hmm. um, let's see. Is it like you want me to choose from like a guard perspective? Guard? Remove anybody, or yeah, remove, remove from a guard perspective. Um, because you got Trey Young, Mitch, um, Donovan Mitchell, Brunson, Brown. I would probably mm, not even like, like if I had to do it, I'd probably choose like. Brunson. And I like Brunson, but you keep looking at me like this. Like I'm I'm not it's a hard decision. I like Brunson. He's tough, but I think Trey's better than Brunson. I think Maxie's better than Brunson. And Donovan Mitchell's definitely better than Brunson. So and those three guys are better than <laughs> Derek White too. So I, I gotta go I gotta go from the last one out of the pack. I don't know. No, Brunson's been playing great all year. I, I I couldn't take I couldn't take Brunson off. All of them are probably. If there was anybody I, else, I, I I'd can... choose Maxi. Hmm. If there was anybody else, I'd choose Maxi because Brunson, him and Maxi have like the same stats. Yeah. Other than Brunson averaging two more points. And he was you was trying to say earlier, where's Bam at? Bam's an all star, so Bam's been here. Bam's the only bro, consistent one on our team. I was just talking right my now. cash, bro. Nah, nah. Bam's out here. Bam's Bam's repping the Heat, the whole Heat team. You feel me? Well, we got two guys representing the Celtics. So. I don't care. Y'all suck. <laughs> First team to Y'all sorry, baby. Y'all sorry. I don't care. But yeah, and that's gonna go ahead wrap up our episode this week. Thank y'all for tuning in. If you tune in today, thank you. If you tune into any other episodes, appreciate y'all. And what you gotta say, Jaden? Hey, right now in the NFL, every team is 0-0. And so what I'm seeing is the Eagles are undefeated right now. The and Chicago then, Bears um, are on the clock. And look, look, look. We're going to see y'all next year in St. Louis. No, what? not St. Louis. It's what in New hell? Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> in New Orleans. We'll see y'all next year in New Orleans. You know, I saw the logo. It was green and red. That's the Super Bowl rematch between the Eagles and Chiefs. And the Eagles are going to come out on top. And that's then, green, you know that's what Green Bay, little bro. Nah, nah. Green Bay. Green that, that, Bay. That's Green Bay, little bro. Green Bay. Okay. Okay. Nah, that's all I'm definitely. What's it called? It's Arizona and the Jets. <laughs> bro, you know how bad I'd have to like crash out over that, bro. <laughs> That'd be so bad. But um, also, you know, I got the NBA script leak for the NBA finals. I won't say it just yet. You know, we got to let it marinate. Got to let it cook. Got to let the season play out. But just know I know who's going to win the um, NBA Finals. And I'll tell you all when it's playoff time. So beware. Be cautious. And Jalen, you want to hit him with the thing? Hit him with the thing. All right, y'all. We go ahead. So I'm going to hit y'all with some advice real quick. Stay off drugs. Stay away from ridiculously pretty girls. We out. All right, I'll catch y'all.